Welcome back to Divine Soul Essence Podcast. This is Mindy and I have my beautiful co-host and wife with me, Maisha. Peace, everybody. It's time to have those uncomfortable conversations. No more family secrets. No more protecting the family and the lies. People you love will do the things you don't expect. On this episode, we will be discussing breaking generational curses. Yes. Okay, the process of breaking generational curses is to first recognize the patterns within your bloodline. Before we begin, let's talk about what are generational curses. Generational curses are curses that are passed down from generation to generation and is caused by sin or disobedience. So one may ask, how do you break generational curses? Sweep all that mess from up under the rug no more family secrets, no more protecting the family. Use your voice and speak on it. Have those uncomfortable conversations. Confront the things that people who came before you never wanted to talk about. Yes. You identify the patterns that's in your family. If the same thing keeps happening in your family after generation, after generation, like what had happened to your grandmother, your mother, that has passed down to you, and so on, you need to be the one to break that pattern. I'm talking about patterns of abuse, addiction, sex, drugs, alcohol, poverty, trauma, divorce, rape, incest, child molestation, and mental illness. You have making packs to keep secrets to protect the family, Anything that is present within your family, you have to identify. Realize it so you can break it. Sometimes it may get out of control, but recognizing the patterns you are able to control and break within those bloodlines. You must do the work. It's not going to be easy. It's a long road ahead. And this is your time to break those generational curses. Don't give up. There is light at the end of the tunnel and you will be rewarded and it will pay off from generations to generations to come. When it looked too hard, just remember why you came here, why you understood the things that you understand. You may very well be the chosen one to break those curses. So Maisha, what was one of the patterns that you can identify with? Um, Generational curses that I witnessed and experienced in my bloodline was child molestation, uh, willingness to sacrifice family members, addiction to drugs, alcohol, and sex, um, abuse, traumas and family members keeping secrets and making pacts to so-called protect the family. I would say the family name, probably. Um, also, division within the family. Okay, so how do you feel about this topic, about talking about this? Whew. I truly feel it's time to stop protecting family members and break these generational curses. The only way we can break them is to talk about them. To liberate our, bu- our bloodline, this next generation deserves more, and enough is enough. And why would you say it's important to talk about this topic for you? 
honestly it's been heavy on my spirit to speak about it this is a tough topic i'm not gonna lie i was hesitant to talk about it because people will be exposed for what and who they really are Mm -hmm. so do you mind sharing what has happened Yeah, I'll start with my mom's story, or my mom's side of the family, the Bricknicks. Um, I'll give you guys a little bit of history about my family. They're from Louisiana, Eunice, Louisiana. My granny moved to California with her other kids. My mom was left behind to be raised by her maternal grandmother, Mama Leslie, who my mom adored. She loved her unconditionally and treated her as her own. I don't recall why my mom was left behind, but um, once my mom turned 16, she moved to California, and my mom told me that she had to care for her siblings. Mm. So um, I'm not sure the exact date and time, basically, but my mom was raped by her first cousin, Gabriel Bricknick. And another first cousin, Keith Brickneck, introduced her to crack cocaine. Um, I was told by my mom's brother, Michael Brickneck, he he had also tried crack before. And he said he didn't like it and it wasn't for him. What I don't understand was how my mom was the only one out of all of those cousins and sibling was the one who suffered that addiction for so long. So what was your your take on that whole? I don't know. It just always said, it never sat right with me because like your family is supposed to protect you and be there. You know what I mean? And it's like looking back on it, it's like she was the only one really cracked out. Like, Mm. so it was like, was that kind of like, you know, I don't know. I just... I've always questioned that that situation and how it happened. Okay. So how did you find out about your mom's uh, being raped by your... Um, so my mom didn't heal or break generational curses within the bloodline. So it passed down to her kids and her grandkids. We all suffered those curses. So how I found out that Gabriel raped my mom was a few years after she was cleaned off of drugs and she um, had another baby and she gave my brother a birthday party and invited family members. Um, as everyone was arriving, Gabriel gets out the car, walks up to the driveway. My mom it was behind me. Um, he walks up and gives me a hug, sm- smelling like full of liquor, like the liquor was coming out his pores. Um, the way he hugged me triggered my mom in some type of way, um, to where she called me in the house and she told me not to trust family with the look of disgust on her face. I asked her why, what happened? And she said, who I think is family is not my family basically. And who you think is your family will hurt you. That's a strong statement. 
very strong statement. And I, I was so confused at that time. And so, like I said, I was confused. But when I seen the pain in her eyes, she looked as if she wanted to cry. I knew then whatever it was, wasn't good. So we went back outside and I could tell like she was putting on a front and trying to act like everything was okay. So she was holding that in all this time. I can only imagine her being in front of her, having to deal with her predator and being in the presence of that person and seeing them, I would feel uncomfortable. Especially with his family. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't, she's strong. She was a fighter and she was a strong woman. So she, she put on a face, basically, to help. Well, not to cause a scene. Well, yeah, not to cause a scene, but I feel like she was scared. Mm. Because my mom's always been the odd one out of everybody. So I wonder, like, if she didn't really say anything, like, then, too, because she didn't think people would believe her or they would probably think that she was just overreacting or something. I don't know. Yeah, the believing part, that happens a lot. Especially in situations like this. Yeah. People don't believe the victims. Yeah, so... Oof. So after the party was over and everybody left, uh, we went into her room, and she just started bawling out crying. That's how I knew she was holding a lot in. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I asked her, I'm like, why, why were you crying? Like, why are you crying? And she said that... Gabriel had raped her and he seen how he hugged me and the way he was looking at me which triggered her Mm -hmm. I thought I was hugging family I didn't think nothing of it you know what I mean so when she said that I was just like wow Uh, but she said she was watching him the whole time Mm -hmm. so I said mom why in the hell would you invite him and why you didn't ask him to leave or make him leave Mm -hmm. She said she didn't want to, um, she didn't invite him, first of all. He came with, I guess, the rest of my other family members or whatever, our other cousins. Mm. And she didn't want to make a big scene on her baby's birthday. I was upset because I was like, you have the nerve to show up at a party. You wasn't personally invited to, knowing you violated one of your cousins in the worst ways. Like... That, that was just crazy. And it, it was, like, normal. Like, it was okay. Like, it, like what goes through those type of people's mind? Like, to, to be able to just come and be freely around somebody, you, you assaulted you like that. Well, so, well, did anyone else know? Or do you think, being that they, they brought him over to the house, do you think anybody else knew? Well, yeah, let's fast forward. So I found out this year that my mom's brother knew. Mm. My granny knew, first of all, let me go back. My granny knew and my cousin Bozy knew because I, they were surprised that I knew because oh. I mentioned it. And when I told my granny, she was like, you know about that? I was all like, yeah, because me and my mom was like, 
close. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and then I told my cousin Bozy, and he was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. I remember that. So I was just like, oh, wow. So fast forward again. So this year, I found out some more people know. So I found out that my mom's brother knew that their first cousin, Gabriel Bricknick, raped his sister. And how the conversation came about was my younger brother, Keenan's death, right? Earlier this year, after the candlelight visual, Patrice Colors had a meetup not too far from the the visual. Uh-huh. So several family members went, and one of them was my sister. Oh, okay. Whew. She really don't. She really didn't know that side of the family because, like I stated in, in previous episodes, my siblings and I were raised by different family members due to my mom's addiction, drug addiction. Right. So, okay, I was told that um, Dominique had spoken to Patrice and asked her how we all were related. So Patrice goes and says, well, your mom and my dad are first cousins. And Dominique was like, okay, so who's your dad? And she says, Gabriel Brickneck. So my sister flat out and says, oh, your dad is the one who raped our mom. Mm. So Patrice acted surprised and said she didn't know about that. And if something like that happened, she would pray for their souls. Mm -hmm. So I received a text from Patrice saying she just heard some wild shit about her dad. I text back and I was, I was, um, I asked her, was it about my mom? And she said, yes. And I said, I already know. She said she would call me in the morning. The next day I get a call from her and she brings it up and said, well, if my dad did that, I would pray for his soul. I said, enough with the bullshit. Hmm. I said, yes, he did do it. And it came out my mom's mouth. And like, basically it's true. Cause she was kind of like, I wouldn't. Was she surprised? No, she was trying to act like he didn't do it. Like as if, like a whatever type attitude, like whatever, he didn't do it, like type oh, okay. thing. That's what I so got from her. kind of brushing it off. Yeah, brush, like, kind of like gaslighting in mm. a sense. Um, so she was all like, well, I'll pray for his soul. And then I was all like, yeah, pray for his soul because I really don't need you to pray for my mom. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I said, um, we went on to talk about other stuff in regards to Keenan, and then we got off the phone. And so my sister called me and she told me the same thing basically. She said she didn't know what she was thinking and it just came out like always and said, y'all know y'all can't tell me nothing. So Dominique then says, well, I told Bozy, and I said to Patrice about our mom being raped by her dad, Gabriel. Bozy said that that was a lie. Mm. And it was made up after Gabriel passed away. So, oh. so why would they make up 
something after someone passed away. That's what I didn't, it didn't make sense to me either. So that was very strange as well. Cause yeah, why would they? Yeah. I mean, they both deceased, but like, why would that story come come up up after? So, so I wonder what, what made the story change after he passed away? I don't know. Was it still a cover up? Maybe. So, He goes and Bozy goes and tells Dominique if she wants to know anything else about our mom to come to him and he will tell her everything. Mm-hmm. Like he's the know-all, be-all, and that's it. I guess. Um, I found that very odd. He would say that because him and my mom. Oh no! Like I told you before, him and I had a conversation right. in regards to Gabriel and my mom. Okay. A few years ago we always talk about the past and talk about like how my mom was like him growing up around my mom and they, how close they supposedly was mm-hmm. um so he confirmed it basically so to me it was just like what happened now like why all of a sudden it's made up like why it happened after this lie came up after like what made it so deep that it had to come up after this man passed away? Right. You know what I mean. So how how did you feel hearing like you know the things change from what it was before? I was actually hurt, and I actually called him, and I confronted him, and I said, I said, so you telling me? So I was like, hey, cousin. I was all like, so what what happened at the after the candlelight visual? Dominique said that you had spoke to her. Or y'all was talking about my mom and Gabriel, and you said that it was made up. So he's all like, oh, yeah, that was made up. I said, cousin, really? I said, didn't we have this conversation, and you confirmed it, and we was talking about it, and my granny knew, and you knew, like, what happened now? He's all like, girl. And he kind of brushed it off. And then I said, oh, and another thing, I said, if she needed to know anything about my mom to come to you, like, who are you? Mm. Like, just because you have my mom as your profile picture don't mean nothing. And you say you close, but then you you covering up stuff too as well. Right. So I was hurt by that. And as I said, it was Keenan. We was preparing for Keenan's funeral, so a lot was going on. So I couldn't really, you know, go into it. Yeah. So and then he called her his sister. So it's like, how do you call her your sister? But then covering up something that yeah, you're protecting. Get rid because you're around Patrice now. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I mean, you never know. Yeah, you never know. So I, I call my aunt and I tell, I tell her what happened. Um, she told me she didn't know about it, and they shielded her from a lot of stuff that was going on back in the day. Mm-hmm. And the only thing she knew that my mom had told her was that um, some people tried to sacrifice her in the mountains. That was, yeah. So my aunt asked me, she was like, did your mom tell you about that too? I said, yeah, she told me about that too. But, and this happened like in Pasadena. Like they were up in the mountains and they did a whole, they was doing like a whole ritual in some type of way. My mom got away. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, at the time, I thought my granny was the only one who 
actually knew. So I talked to her about it a while ago. And um, she told me that, that it was true. She confirmed it, that Gabriel raped my mom. And she said that's basically why she didn't allow us to go and spend the night over people's house. Because I used to wonder, like, why the hell we can't go spend the night um, at family members' houses? Or, like, why we can't? And, like, she used to keep a close eye on us. But still, you know. So my aunt was in shock. We got off the phone. She calls her brother, Michael Bricknick, and told him what was going on. They talked, and then they called me on a three-way. To my surprise... He says, sweetie, mm. yes, I knew cousin Gabriel raped your mom, Nisi. It was all the first cousins that made a pact to not say anything, to protect the family. I'm not going to tell you what went through my head at that time. I, I was just so, like, flabbergastic about the whole situation. Because I'm just like, you you knew like I was fine yeah and it was just like oh my god like really like damn like and then y'all made a pack so just the first cousins yeah so just I'm just going back to your first part you said that Gabriel came to the party with yeah so family so the family that he came with knew what he did and brought him and maybe that's to the why party. my mom didn't want to say nothing because every she knew probably everybody but he knew. already knew but I don't know and nobody did anything yeah so yeah so my mouth dropped because I thought him and my mom were close <sighs> yeah I thought they were close I didn't understand how that was protecting the family right mm-hmm that's your sister. Right. What kind of wicked shit is that? Like, so they made a pact. They made it okay for him to keep doing this. So we don't even know, like, who else he done this to or have he done it to somebody else? Like, who else is keeping secrets or been touched? And, and that goes back to what happens in my household stays in my household. And it's like, how y'all make it okay for this type of stuff to happen? And to keep happening. Because you know, once they do it once, it don't just be one time. Right. So, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I couldn't believe this was coming out of Reverend Michael Bricknick's mouth. Because he's that same person that stood up at the pulpit preaching. Like he he he's preaches, talks about God and the Bible a lot, mm-hmm. and and I know like okay people change and you know when they was younger I I get it, but that was your sister, your blood sister, your oldest sister. Mm-hmm. You was the only male of the house, so you they made you the protector, right? So I I just found it strange that he was convinced or agreed to help protect a predator over your own sister I just don't understand that that's some that's some wild shit to me 
I have so many questions in my head. Like, did y'all set my mom up to be raped? And did y'all set her up to get hooked on crack cocaine? Was she a sacrifice for this family? Because all the first cousins is like, a lot of stuff goes on around those first cousins and that that, that bloodline over there. Mm. And it's like my granny and Nicole and all of them, they heavily mess with that th- that side. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So those are like my questions because everybody knew and didn't nobody do nothing about it. So what was your feelings like knowing that, you know, they made that pact, they kept that secret for so long? I feel like you can't trust nobody. Like my, I, I feel like that's why my mama said, made that statement. She said, Maisha, you don't trust no family members. Like, don't trust no family. Because mm-hmm. the same people you trust is going to be the same people that you hurt in family. So it's basically like your family will do you in before somebody you meet off the street do you in, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well. Thank you for being so open in this segment, and we'll take a short break and continue with segment two. Yes, thank you. See you guys in a minute.